Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On my Sunday 7 column on WEEI.com, the headline reads, Too early, too optimistic, Patriots 2023 postseason award predictions. That makes sense. The season hasn't started yet. Camp hasn't started yet. And we're going to project to January to hand out the usual list of awards. And you might uh, get by the headline that I gave out seven of them because it's the Sunday 7 and I needed seven bullet points. So that's how that works. We'll start in the obvious one that I think is obvious. The MVP, optimistically, of the 2023 New England Patriots will be Mac Jones, in part because quarterbacks are either the MVP of your team or you don't have a quarterback and you're looking for a new quarterback. That's really the only two options. It's like when they're the captain and you're like, oh, he's a captain. Nope, the quarterback almost always a captain because if he's not a captain, it means you don't have a quarterback. So Mac Jones is a captain, returning captain. I'm assuming he's going to be elected captain again. And I'm going to assume he returns to prominent status for the New England Patriots. Chances of that happening, John Lyons, are? Is this too optimistic? I I would say the chances of that are 30, 35%. And the reason I say that... 30%? You think there's only a 30% chance Mac Jones is going to be the MVP of the Patriots this year? Can you clip that and highlight that, Joe Braverman? Because... John Lyons just said on a Sunday morning in July that the Patriots are going to suck. Nope. And, Joe, you can also highlight the fact that I'm about to say he is going to have a good season, but I think what's going to happen is is you're going to see this team primarily led by the defense, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, Max a lot better because they brought in Bill O'Brien, and he's a real offensive coordinator. So I think when you look at who's going to be the quote-unquote – like, I agree with you that Mac Jones is the most important player on the Patriots. But when I think at the end of the season – who fans are going to look at, who even we may look at as, oh, this guy had the best season. He helped elevate him. It's going to be some, it's going to be a, I need a Kyle name. Duggar, a, Ooh, Ramondre, Kyle Duggar. a Ramondre Stevenson, a guy a like name. that. I would say one of those offensive. Nope, just give me one. Okay. I'll not go two. I'll go Stevenson. We're not award weighing this. We're not yeah, having, I'll go Stevenson. Everything is black and white on this show right now. But I, black again, I white. think like Mac Jones, to your point, he is obviously the most important guy on the team. And 30% I think, chance to be the MVP. Yeah. Well, one guy at a 53, 30%. That's, a, actually, but he's that's actually a pretty big He game. actually starts the year with like a 99% chance because he plays quarterback. Fair or unfair, it's yeah, the world we live yeah. in. But, MVP is also known as the best QB. Yeah, that's true. It is a quarterback. So then who's it. Offensive Player of the Year? Oh, well, I can scroll down on WEEI.com, and I would urge you to go there now if you want to read this because uh, I do appreciate the clicks. I'm sure uh, yeah, everybody to promote yourself Odyssey there, Andy. That's what I do. Uh, somebody's got to. Somebody's got to around here. Do all the work and get no promotion. That's the Odyssey WEEI. By the way, can I say Bill O'Brien for MVP? 
No. Is, all right. That's what I'm going to watch. Because as away. much as these are made up fictional too early right. awards, you can't vote for Bill Belichick for NFL MVP. Okay. What's the P in MVP stand for? I would think player. Okay. Yeah. So okay. you can't vote for all Bill right. O'Brien unless he suits up. If he suits up, this is right. the most I just interesting to see season what ever. I kind of leeway I had. Okay. Yeah. Patriots Offensive Player of the Year way too early because I decided on July 16th, Ramondre Stevenson. Because, I mean, he was the best player on the offense a year ago on an offense that sucked, on an offense that was inept, had poor coaching. He's the only guy, I would argue, that got better a year ago under the watch of uh, Matt uh, Patricia. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think that's a – unless I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, I can't really think of anyone else that got – Better. better last year. It yeah. was all about regression or dog houses or whatever, confusion, yeah. ineptitude. So if Ramondre Stevenson was good under Matt Patricia, and he hits year three, so now he's like a veteran. He knows what's going on, knows what to do. And Damian Harris is gone. You have the unknown of Kevin Harris. You have the unknown of Pierre Strong. You have Ty Montgomery looking like he's more a receiver. He could have even more opportunities to be the centerpiece of the offense. So Offensive player of the year with more than 2,000 yards from scrimmage, not rushing. I said from scrimmage, so don't confuse it. 2,000 yards from scrimmage is Ramondre Stevenson, John Lyons' retort. Yeah, no, and he had 1,400, 1,461 yards from scrimmage last year, so the 2,000 is not that unreasonable. And I saw something earlier this week that someone said, uh, I think it was in that top 10 article Jeremy Fowler did, that an AFC executive said, oh, he's not as explosive. He had seven runs of 20 or more yards last year. Who was was that executive? I know, right? I want to know who you are because I don't want you running my team. Those seven runs of 20-plus yards last year was fifth in the NFL. And we talked about how inept the offense could be at times last year, and he still was fifth in the NFL in runs of 20 or yeah. more yards. He had five yards of carry. And bad tackles. Yeah, and I think, and he's a guy that if you want to go back to his rookie year with Josh McDaniel's similar offensive system, 600 rushing yards mm-hmm. as a rookie. So I think. And five point something per carry. Like, yeah. Oh, made he was, plays. Yeah, and he actually had, I mean, a multiple big runs called back by Somebody penalties. Somebody said he's not year. explosive. Yeah, or That's not t- as explosive. Yeah, I think they compared him to like Natron Means was the comparison. He's an idiot. Yeah. Because the comparison for him, I believe, is Saquon Barkley. I don't know if I'd go quite that high. Oh, come on. I think Saquon's. He doesn't have the calves. Yeah, he doesn't have the calves. But I think Stevenson. Are we bodybuilding or are we playing football? I think Stevenson right now, he's a top 10 back in the league. He was an honorable mention in that article, but I think he's a top 10 back in the league. We're learning no one thinks the Patriots have top 10 players. And you can, I mean,. Uh, and I know a big topic around here has been, oh, should they sign Dalvin Cook? Which I'd be fine with, by the way. I think right now Stevenson is just as good of a player as Dalvin Cook. The all-purpose yards was almost the same. Dalvin Cook had more touchdowns but more turnovers. Like I, I think, And you that, can argue one's ascending and one is descending 100%. in their career. Yeah, well, if, if now, they I were, would take him. If they were both ascending, the Vikings wouldn't have got rid of Cook. And did I right? see... The report that the Vikings have sort of circled back around and are now offering him a contract. I still and, find it, and I understand running backs are devalued in the NFL now, but, like, the dude's 27 and he's really good. Like, even if I sit here and say right. I'd take Stevenson going forward, like, Dalvin Cook's still a great player, and you're in an offense that has Justin Jefferson. They just drafted Jordan Addison. Like, in a division that, like, I think Detroit could win the NFC North, but the Vikings are right there. They just want it. Like, you're right there. I don't know why you would want to move on from him. Especially at this point, and when did they release him in June? Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they wanted to move on to the other guy with dreads. What's his name? That I always get confused. There's a Madison. big thing though. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy. I mean, Alexander purposes. Madison. They screw you. A lot of they screw you because you never know who's in there. I had Cook on my fantasy team, and you'd be like, yeah, and then you're like, oh wait, that's not Cook. Why do they have two guys with dreads that look the same making plays? Play the same. Position Very confusing. Too. Okay, yeah. defensive player of the year. 
So, I think you showed your hand a little earlier when you said two options for MVP not named Mac Jones. You said Ramondre Stevenson. The other person you said was Kyle Duggar, who's in a contract year, young, athletic, versatile safety, could be leaned on to take a bigger role in the post-Devin McCourty era. No, 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 that's not who Andy Hart gave the award to. Andy Hart on WEEI.com, if you're reading along, said Matthew Judon will be the Patriots' too early, too optimistic, optimistic defensive MVP. Uh, I like where your mind is. Too early, too optimistic, and too obvious. Well, sometimes well, the, the obvious, obvious can be the right. right answer. You know, right? Yeah. Obvious, you know. Who's the best player in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. Obvious. So obvious, it's yeah. stupid. No, he's the best player in the I'd NFL. I'd still take him on my team, too. Sometimes yeah, looking yeah. past the obvious is dumb. Sometimes the obvious answer is the right. Actually, oftentimes, a lot of times, the obvious, the obvious answer, answer is the yeah. right answer. We got in trouble when they decided two plus two wasn't always four, and they decided if you argued it right, you could say five or three. No, you can't. Yeah. Obvious answer is four. There's a reason. Uh, Matthew Judon, two straight uh, double-digit sack seasons, gotten better every year in New England. Didn't, I would say, fall apart last year down the stretch the way he did the first year in New England. I think that's a, a huge part, too. And I think... He has really embraced um, an ever-growing leadership role with this team, bigger role. And I think it's it's an interesting question. Do, if Uche is better or Duggar is better or Christian Gonzalez, whoever, does that mean Judon fell off? Or could Judon roll out of bed, get 12 and a half sacks, and not be the MVP because others excelled and grew, young players ascended? That would probably be the best-case scenario for the Patriots. But I still think... Judon has been really consistently good for four years now. Four-time Pro Bowler, two in Baltimore, two in New England. They're going to have a lot of opportunities to rush the passer because they're playing a lot of really good passers. So you're not going to say he's, you know, piling up cheap stats against third-string rookie backup QBs. I think, because people have wanted to put him in the defensive player of the year conversation for for the NFL, not the Patriots. He was for a while last year. And he never quite finishes, never quite hangs with the T.J. Watts or the Aaron Donalds or those guys that elevate themselves. Maybe this is the year he takes it to the next level. And I feel like the Patriots' defense, and this has been for 20 years, the way they rotate guys and scheme guys, they don't have a lot of front seven players pile up enough stats for a defensive player of the year. I mean, you look at Vince Wilfork, Richard Seymour, all these guys that were great front seven players, Hall of Famers, but weren't in that defensive player there. And the one time the Patriots have got it, it was Stephon Gilmore, a corner. Right. So I, I think that that plays into it. But you mentioned Josh Uche. And by the way, my pick is Kyle Duggar. But you mentioned Josh Uche. Josh Uche had a double-digit sack season. They all came after yep. October 26th. Second half, yep. So it was all, and I think a lot of that was Matt Judon had such a good early part of the season. Teams had to focus on him more. And Uche, to his credit, yeah, he played well. But he was helped out by how good Judon is. So if we sit back in December and we're saying, hey, Josh Uche is having a great year. Hey, Marte Mapu's come in and made a big impact. Christian Gonzalez is having a good year. I think Judon, even if his numbers aren't to that level, is going to be part of it. You know, Christian Barrymore, too, on the inside. And Lawrence Guy. I think Judon is the type of guy on your defense that when he's playing up to his capabilities, when he's playing as a dog, he makes everyone around him better. So I'm going to jump ahead here because I think there's a couple sort of obvious ones. So coach of the year, Bill O'Brien. Everybody, yeah. I, I feel like he already won the Don't award. Don't sleep on Joe Judge for that award, too. Uh, I will sleep on that. I'll no, sleep all over that. No, as special teams court, how bad see. were their special teams? They were really bad. Years? 
But I, yeah, it's Bill. I don't O'Brien. think anybody will vote for him. Just out that's of another spite. one. The the obvious answer is Bill O'Brien. Uh, the obvious answer for Rookie of the Year is Christian Gonzalez. Going to be your number one corner. Now that comes with pitfalls. Means you're going to face a lot of good receivers, and maybe you have some growing pains. I know people will throw Keon White, second round pick out there, as yeah. sort of the next versatile D lineman. And you just mentioned uh, Marte Mapu, who is going to be given every opportunity to have a unique hybrid role as a safety linebacker. I'm going to jump ahead to comeback player of the year. Always a controversial award. What are you coming back from? Does it need to be an injury? Did you just suck? Or, in my case, for this guy, were you in the doghouse? I went with Kendrick Bourne because I think Kendrick Bourne is going to be the centerpiece of the Patriots' passing attack. I think he is going to have 1,000 yards in the air. He's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver, maybe 1,200 yards. I think he's going to make plays. I think he's going to energize the offense. What do you think? So, can I say Mike Kosicki, even though he wasn't here last year? He had a bad year in Miami. Oh, you can absolutely see. Okay. He sucked. The guy got benched over yeah, the second so half of the season. I-, I love your Kendrick Bourne pick, and I do think, look, 800 yards receiving in 2021. He's, I-, I think he's going to have a good year. But Mike Kosicki, I think, is going to really help them in the red zone a lot. The Patriots were 42.2% in the red zone last year, last in the NFL. We remember how fun to watch that was. But Mike Kosicki last year, he scored six touchdowns. All six were in the red zone. Five of them came from inside the 10-yard line. That alone... I think we're going to look at him and say, oh, wow, he, he had a type of year, which is why Miami gave him the franchise tag a couple years ago. So I think, to me, the comeback player is going to be Gasicki just from his production standpoint. And he's going to, I think, have a big effect on them, especially in the red zone. I like where your head's at, except I completely disagree. Well, what think, else is new? I think he is being set up to be the most um, disappointing, underwhelming, and I don't think it's going to be his production. I think he's going to have a solid year. I think he might catch 40 balls, have six touchdowns. I think the hype train for Mike Gesicki from some of the beat reporters, some of the blogs, some of the headlines and tweets, they were calling him like a beast and a force and a unicorn and he's all these things and tying him to the Gronk Hernandez era as the Hernandez portion of that. I think they're just writing checks, honestly, in the media that he's not going to fulfill. And let's also make a huge point. Uh, Hunter Henry's not the Gronk of this era. No, so, neither of them is. It's like, so stupid. Yeah, but neither here, can hold the other guy's jock that they're compared to. But I think... No offense, with, Hunter. Yeah, with, I think with Gesicki, Gronk's gonna be like jock. 40 to 50 catches and 6 to 8 touchdowns, I think is a great year. And I think compared to what he did in Miami last year, would be a huge comeback. Yes. However, right, I think it's like... What do you expect? What have we seen? We've seen John o. Smith do nothing for them for two years. Oh, can Mac, so, is can it going to... Can Mac Jones win Comeback Player of the Year? Uh, see, that's what I wanted somebody to bring up, and you well, probably you shouldn't do it right when you're supposed to go to break. You're the Big producer. market tease. It's not a Andy. tease if you say the question. One question that we have to answer about the Patriots as it comes to potential postseason awards will be answered next here on Lions and Heart, Sunday morning, WEEI. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Back to Heart and Lions on WEEI. My running back, too, I'm going to go with another bruiser and Ramondre Stevenson, mm. the Patriots running back. I love what he's about. He's been sort of the number two for that team for most of last season um, and the year before, but he is a true running back one. 69 receptions last year, fourth among all running backs as a part-time player. Part-time player, 69 receptions. He led the team in rushing yards and receiving yards. We don't talk a lot about him as one of the best running backs in the league, but we should. That is, I believe, NFL Network reporter Cameron Wolf, who seems like he was uh, out above his skis because he doesn't know anything about Ramondre Stevenson, who was not a part-time player last year. He was the best player on the Patriots' offense. Damian Harris was a non-factor. It's for the much only one of the they year. used. The only, there were games. There was a game. You go back and watch it. I forgot when it was, so you can't unless you watch every play from all season. He wanted to tap out, and he looked over and realized, oh, I can't tap out. There's no one to come in, so I'm just going to have to go back to the huddle, even though I'm dog-tired and I'm running out of gas here. Uh, but Ramondre Stevenson is certainly in the conversation for best Patriots player, best Patriots offensive player, offensive player of the year candidate for the Patriots team award not nfl award necessarily this year and we are talking about the start of training camp we're taking an optimistic spin no fitzy today on what is normally the fitzy and heart program instead an optimistic never would have guessed optimistic andy pops out more often than people would like to admit objective andy also pops out and people don't know the difference between objectivity negativity and honest positive assessments and that's what i did this morning took an optimistic approach on weei.com with my sunday seven column and i looked at the potential candidates from the patriots for postseason awards because rookies are reporting later this week veterans will be reporting the week after first practice 10 days we'll be at gillette stadium in a week and a half watching football although i do want to warn everybody not sure everybody knows this the first practice no pads. So don't go there expecting like you're going to see goal line banging heads, James Devlin. I was going to say, watching football, is it going to be good football? Uh, I don't know if it'll be good football, but it won't even really be football until the, usually it's the Sunday, I believe, they can put pads on. Yeah, it'll be like the 30th so of July. So if you go there early, it's fun. You can watch what is essentially an extension of OTAs and minicamp with no pads, no contact, but still NFL players, still competition. Bring the kids. It's a great take urge you to do it but if you're looking for pads wait a little longer wait till the beginning of the second week sunday or monday somewhere in there getting back to our discussion joe braverman our producer 
who has done a fine job this morning, I have to say, uh, had a, a question. Mac Jones, who I made the Patriots MVP, my co-host, John Lyons, said he's only got a 30% chance to win that award, which I think is a uh, ominous, scary, and negative thought heading into the new season. Is he also eligible for Patriots Comeback Player of the Year, Mac Jones? Because, let's be honest, the bottom fell out of his career in year two yeah. last year, both in terms of performance, both in terms of he went from a franchise quarterback who everybody loved and believed in to zappy, zappy, zappy chance at Gillette Stadium to showing his frustrations against the coaching, the play calling, Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, some former fashion, to which Tom Curran said he made an enemy of the head coach. And then the head coach was very reticent to praise him for really any period of time until draft weekend when uh, Greg Bedard kind of backed him into a corner and he said he absolutely still feels the way he did last summer about Mac when he was very praiseful and talked about his work ethic. Did Mac Jones had a have a 2022 season slump, whatever you want to call it, that makes him eligible to be the Patriots comeback player of the year this year? I would argue yes. What do you think? Oh, 100%. I mean, his rookie year, he had 3,800 yards passing. Last year, I know he missed, what, three and a half games, but he were under 3,000 yards last year. Yeah. And he's getting chance during the Bears game of his backup. By the way, did you have Zappy Fever? I did not. Yeah, I had the Maxine, too. But I think Zappy I, rhymes with yeah. crappy for a reason. Yeah, and I enjoyed Zappy. It was Sorry, fun. Sorry, Zappy. That's a cheap shot. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it, and I think he's a good... He's a good backup to have. But, yeah, look, can Mac Jones be your comeback player of the year? Yes. And I think if the Patriots are going to be a playoff team, which I think they certainly can be, you're going to need Mac Jones to play at that level. Like, comeback play, even if he's not the MVP of your team, if it's like 2021 where he's really good for long stretches, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to need. And just the nature of your division, the nature of the AFC. And I think he can be. And I would actually put, and I know I said Mike Kosicki last segment, I'd put a higher likely or just as high of Mac Jones winning that award as I would anyone else. And he's the most important guy in that category, too. Bounce back, come back, whatever you want to call it. Because I think there's a lot of bounce back candidates and all those. Yeah. The way and we can talk about it. Patricia was not good for the offense. No. Joe Judge was not good for the no. Mac Jones, look, Uh-oh. second half against Baltimore, three interceptions. Matt Patricia wasn't in the headset saying throw three interceptions. No. He had a lot of turnover issues. He had attitude problems, too, at parts oh. of the year. So... I think there are things for Mac Jones to come back from, and I believe he can. I think he will. I still think he's a franchise quarterback, but your question, can he be comeback player of the year? 100%. Okay, so I gave out my uh, defensive MVP last segment for this season to Matthew Judon, and I find it interesting that that elicited an interesting phone call from an interesting location, actually. So we'll go back to the the phone line, 617-779-7937, if you want to talk about, I don't really care, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots projecting the season and awards. We're coming to camp. But Kurt in Tampa has an interesting idea about Matthew Judon. Kurt, good morning and welcome to the Lions Heart Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm a big fan. I listen to you guys every morning. Thanks. Um, but, no, um, you guys are talking great about uh, Matthew Judon and how great he is. You know, I love the guy. He's a good part of the defense, a good leader. But is it? do you guys think it's time to start thinking about um, this great defense that we have, possibly trading them? Um, I'm down in Tampa. I don't know what you guys think about a Judon for – uh, like Mike Evans, um, you know, just his name in general. Like he's a, like what could he attract um, in terms of trades? That's a that's an interesting question. Thanks for the call, Kurt. 
Um, I didn't necessarily see that coming, the Judon for Mike Evans, which Mike Evans' name has been thrown around this yeah. offseason just because the Patriots need a number one receiver. Is What's his future in Tampa? What are they doing down there? Um, Kurt said something that I don't necessarily agree with, and this um, it's Kurt's not alone. This is a widely accepted view that the Patriots have a great defense. I don't think they have a great defense. I think they I have do. questions. Um, I think they're going to be exposed on defense. I think they have a better chance to be um, a beaten and battered defense this year than great defense. They they got great numbers last year, as Mina Kimes will tell you, and I've fought with her on Twitter a little bit about this. Um, they have great numbers against bad quarterbacks, against bad teams, against inexperienced quarterbacks. They will not face those this year. This year they will be facing um, some of the truly elite quarterbacks and passing games in the NFL. I'm interested to see how that goes, and I don't really want to see how that goes without Matthew Judon. Even though I, you know, I guess the idea of adding a number one receiver um, in Mike Evans, I'd have to look at his age. He's getting a little uh, long in the tooth. No, is he 29? Is he 30? Uh, is he on the wrong wrong end of the uh, the wide receiver spectrum in terms of age? There, 29, but he turns 30 in August. So he'll be 30 this season. For the season, yeah. So I guess there would be a debate there as to who you think has more left. Matthew Judon is under contract not just for this year but for next year. He's been the best return on investment guy from the famed free agent class a couple years ago. Um, I would not trade Matthew Judon. Now, part of it is biased. I just gave him my defensive MVP. I feel like if you trade your defensive MVP, that could create more problems than the arrival of Mike Evans would fix on offense. Yeah, and I think the thing... It, when the Patriots, first of all, I think there's zero chance they trade Matthew Judon at any point in the Same. next year. But when they do things like this, it's never, I shouldn't say never, but it's not for like Mike Evans. Like they trade Richard Seymour for a first round pick. Like when right. they trade higher end pieces, it's for draft capital. It almost always has been. And I think you look at Judon, I understand the age is creeping up a little. I still look at this guy, he's got two three great years left as part of this defense 45 sacks yeah i think you have 45 sacks left in him in three years that's yeah. pretty damn good yep i mean 15 a year whatever Maybe however four. you want to break it down Maybe but four years i need to get to 45 i don't know yeah but i think this is a, and we talked about it earlier if josh uche has a great year or christian barrymore has a great year we're going to look at matthew judon as being part of that even yeah. if his numbers aren't huge you're gonna say hey teams are shifting protection to judon Uche's getting sacks. Hey, teams are doubling Judon. Barrymore has a one-on-one against a guard, pushes through, gets a sack. Like I think we're going to look at Judon as a guy who, whatever his numbers are, if their defense is great, he's going to be a big part of it. And you mentioned Christian Barmore, year three jump possibly coming. I made him the breakout player of the year on my Sunday 7 on WEEI.com right now. Do you have any problems with that selection? As we Not at all. I'm with out? you. And I think if he's a breakout guy, oh. that's huge. Because when he huge. flashed in 2021... I was like, well, like, and Everybody I was excited. Was. I was excited for the draft pick when they got him. Admit yep. it. But when I saw, I was like, wow, this is. And he's a guy that when he came into the league, the questions were not, can he play? There was some whispers at Alabama where there issues, by mm-hmm. which so far has not been an issue that we know of. And I think as just a pure talent, I think he's their best defensive lineman. Talent wise, he's probably their most talented defensive lineman. Oh, defensive I don't tackle. Think, I don't think it's close. And. If he's just healthy, I think part of it, he was injured part of mm-hmm. last year. If he's just healthy all year and he's good, we're looking at the next great Patriots defensive lineman. Agreed. The comparisons to Richard Seymour are both unfair and, I think, apt. He is a unique physical specimen who was drafted. Remember... His there, speed off the line. He's tremendous. <laughs> there were a lot of mock drafts that had him going with the 15th pick, the Mac Jones pick to the I, Patriots. I had one that... 
Well, then you ended up with both of those guys, first two picks, Alabama. You had a franchise quarterback. You had an elite, potential, dominant defensive lineman. Unfortunately, in their sophomore seasons, neither of those two things happened, came to fruition. Both had fallback years in their supposed year two jumps. But they they have an interesting horizon for them in year three. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.